It tastes like licking somebody that just crawled out of the Pacific after wearing, like, sunscreen. Yeah. We went down the rivers, we crossed the plains, over the mountains, we parted streams. We went west. We trapped, we mined, we carved our names. With guns and axes, we sought our fame. Our destiny was manifest. And God help those who stood in the way of business progress. And the USA. USA. Are you familiar with the contours of a bear testicle? <laughs> <laughs> Not a lot of real estate in a bear testicle. <laughs> Not I like, like the squirrels. I like, I like the, the squirrels. squirrels. Anyway, welcome back to How the West is Fucked. How the West. We are going to jump right back in with the, not really the Whitman massacre, we kind of already did the massacre part last week, but the... The aftermath that made the, Washington and Oregon the, 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 Well, there's still some before math and then aftermath. Oh, yeah. we got to set this up, why they killed them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So, please continue with your comic sans and lovely NPR voice. Uh. The burp or gas expression that you heard which was sonic in nature was produced by William and the man named Anthony Shorten to what you may currently know as Tony was not responsible for such an egregious audio mistake of the highest. So relations were going downhill after the death of the daughter. I thought you were about to say relations were going down. I'm like, fuck yeah. (laughs) (laughs) There's only one position for that, so... Chief Tillokate uh, told Marcus they needed to pay him for occupying his land or leave. Hmm. Rents due, motherfucker. That sounds reasonable. Yeah. Uh, Marcus also gets a letter from the missionary board. Uh, they were tired of all his complaining letters. Where's uh, my 2,000 rifles and my teacups? Mm-hmm. Uh, they said they were recalling Spalding because he's even worse than Whitman. They told Whitman to leave uh, Walla Walla and go to Spokane. Then uh, Whitman, because he's not a rash individual, he goes all the way back east in winter. <laughs> Fine. Oh, fucking Spokane, huh? All right, I'll go back to fucking New York then. So he goes then to beg them to stay. Uh, what he doesn't know is that they, a couple months after that, and then they send another letter saying, no, no, you can stay. But between that, they change their mind again But when he comes back. So between the six months that it takes to get back. What? <laughs> what the fuck? Uh, but he would come back the next year on the first wagon train back. But from then on, he didn't bother with any ministering. He basically focused on promoting the colonization of Oregon. Oh, good. By Americans. Shocking. Because uh, we didn't get uh, Oregon Territory until 1846 uh, by ourselves, because it was joint occupancy since, what, 1822 or something like that. So uh, some of the troubles go back to when Reverend Samuel Parker, he was the first one to go out there and talk to all the natives. Um, in 1835, he promised the Cayuse that they would be given goodies every year for letting them build a mission. These these are circus peanuts. Mm-hmm, yeah. You will love them. Paddle balls. <laughs> if uh, Mel Brooks is to oh, be yeah. If we traded it for a box of these things. And he was the guy who was supposed to meet uh, Whitman at the uh, rendezvous and guide him in. But he was supposed bailed. to rendezvous with Whitman at the rendezvous? Yep. But he bailed and went back to New York via ship. Why would you bail on the rendezvous? I know. Spring break. 
So Whitman might have learned of his promise if Parker would have stuck around, but he didn't. Oh my god, dude. Okay. Okay. The next like next time we get to do like a live show in front of people, we should call it the rendezvous and we'll just like you know, throw tomahawks at people. Yeah, and... we'll have like an axling competition and fucking like I was a, bunch just of, will a bunch I, of weird goodies well, and I get everybody fucked up at the t- rendezvous. Telling Will, I just picked up a, a 1600s uh, British infantry axe replica from Townsend's and Sons. So. Whoa, really? And it's throwable. Yeah, they're only like forty bucks. Oh, a replica. Okay. Well, I mean, it, yeah, yeah. yeah okay. I didn't. There's none that survive outside a museum. Yeah, I didn't think 1600s, so. But no, it's it's tom- tomahawk-ish, but it has a hammer head on the other side. Fuck yeah. Yeah, so next time I go to the woods, I'm going to start whipping that at trees. Yeah, we'll rent, rent some beavers. Yeah. Is there beavers in Woodland Park? No. I don't know. Well, there's ones in the lake. We can just yeah. set up a humane trap while <laughs> yeah. in uh, Lake Union. Oh, yeah, that too. They, they chew into the side of Duke's chowder house. <laughs> Give me that chowder, and, well, and, it, and, and Anita's got them in her marina, too. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anita Marina? Anita yep. Marina. Mm. We'll just have Anita set up a humane trap and... Probably end up with more raccoons and beavers, but you know that's good too. Gramanita's grandma's merino. Gramanita, Gramanita. Raccoon. Basically, down just tape a, concertina. a ping pong paddle to the back of a raccoon called a beaver. Yeah, there you go. But then it won't chew off its nuts and throw them at you to escape. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> Angelina, Angelina. Please bring down your concertina and play a welcome for me, cause I'll be coming home from sea. I say Angelina, Angelina, please bring down your concertina and play a welcome for me, cause I'll be coming home from sea. Yes, it's so long since I've been home, seems like there's no place to roam. Well, I've sailed around the horn, I've been from San Jose up to Baffin Bay and I've rode out many a storm. Yes, sir. Angelina, Angelina. Uh, so in 1841, uh, Henry Gray, he was the uh, guy that nobody liked. Yeah, he's the he's the hated man. Well, he's named like a bad guy from a Tolkien novel. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh. Uh, he had injected tartar emetic, whatever that is, tartar poison, into some watermelons. <laughs> Just to see what would happen. <laughs> Making the mo- most deadly spody on the planet. <laughs> yeah. And the uh, Cayuse got sick from that. What's it called? Tartar? I got to look that Tartar up. emetic. And then he joked about it afterwards. What Wait, a- he did it as a fucking prank? What an asshole. Yep. Well, it's like all these fucking t- the fuck? TikTok ads. It's just a prank, bro. It's just a prank. Oh, my God. I hate this guy, too. <laughs> fuck this guy. So after that, the, the Cayuse thought everybody was trying to poison him because they did get poisoned. And, That's uh, reasonable now. I didn't. I hadn't heard that part, yep. so I was thinking they were being a little rash at first. But uh, so Marcus did get uh, blamed for the watermelons there, uh, but uh, Marcus did leave out poison meat to kill wolves and didn't really poison the Cayuse on purpose. But at least at one one of the Cayuse ate some left out meat. Okay, so he's trying to poison the wolves. Okay, mm-hmm. and okay, what the fuck, man? I don't understand any of this. Uh, antimony potassium tartrate, also known as potassium and monyl tartrate, potassium or tartar emetic, oh, is powerful emetic, which I don't know what that means. Used in tree smith. Oh, I know what leishmaniasis is. It's a disease you get from, uh, I think, fleas. And schistosomiasis, which. Fuck. Sisto was uh, this, Brack's brother, this, wasn't it? Yeah, Sisto. Yep. Yeah. 
operation structure. It doesn't. I'm not seeing anything that is poisoned, unless it's just. Wait, but he so he he put it in the watermelon to poison people. Yep. Okay. Okay. Because he probably also, wanted to teach him if ooh, they it were was, stealing used to or be, something like that. It used to gotcha. be sold in Central America as a treatment for alcohol abuse. <laughs> yeah, can't be alcoholic if you're dead. <laughs> the, the, oh, oh, here we go. The patient, who had been out drinking the night before, developed persistent vomiting shortly after being given orange juice with the drug. When admitted to the hospital and later in the intensive care unit, he experienced severe chest pains, cardiac abnormalities, renal and hepatic toxicity so his kidneys and fucking liver are dying oh shit and nearly died so yeah it's it's poison but two years later the patient reports complete abstinence from alcohol because <laughs> so, no no it's an abuse it's absolutely an abuse <laughs> oh, <laughs> shit, dude. it also you could also uh uh give up watermelons i think oh for yeah the rest of your life <clears throat> if you put it in your watermelon fuck it's fucking out. Uh, Reverend Parker, when he was out there, he also told the Cayuse that uh, there'd be a uh, you'd be visited by a sorcerer, Three spirits, <laughs> a sorcerer of great power. What the fuck? Because he was Gandalf the grave. Wait, the gray, the great gray's the one that's poisoning. Oh shit! Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, he sets up Whitman like that, and of course, it was also the Cayuse custom to kill a healer that. Had a patient die. When you get bad Yelp reviews in Cayuse land, it's problems. You did. And, of course, the Whitmans knew this because early on, within the first six months, uh, one of the chiefs brought in his wife for treatment for the flu. Um, she did get better, but uh, he warned Whitman that uh, he'd kill him if his wife didn't get better. Oh, damn. Uh, Narcissa would also give out pills when Marcus was gone. That's why they killed her and didn't, because she was the only woman co- killed. I do like this... Um the idea that's like, hey man, if you don't make things, if we make things worse, then we're gonna fucking kill you. Some pretty severe malpractice uh, yeah. penalties. I'm, I'm saying, you know, not not at every level, but like on cert, certain high ranking levels, we should probably use this uh, logic for uh, politicians. Yeah, oh, yeah. Or like if you if you <laughs> run, it's like it's like, look, man, I understand that you can't fix everything, but if you make shit worse, yeah. you're fucking dead. If you run the company to the ground, lay off everybody, and then get a golden parachute, mm-hmm. we, we like <laughs> strap you to the chicken barge and blow it up. Fucking a. Uh, I think the HBC also warned them. It's like, yeah, they go through like three or five medicine men yeah. a year or it's something. High like that. turnover rates. Yeah, you know, medicine men. Uh, so, uh, uh, Narcissa was also considered a medicine man since she would hand out the pills, and both were considered T Watts. T Watts? T Watts. Or medicine men. Okay. Oh, okay. Not T Watts. T Watts. So, a few years later, measles would hit the mission. The Whitmans did what they could to help, which basically was just bleeding and mercury because it's 1840s. Mm-hmm. And the white people recovered, but the Indians did it. In the early 1840s, the Cayuse and Nez Perce were fed up with the missionaries, and they told them to leave, that they weren't helping them, and they were making their lives worse. The Nez Perce destroyed a dam. It was rebuilt and was destroyed again. Because these (laughs) ignorant savages don't know what's good for them. They need Jesus, not us to get the fuck out of their affairs. (laughs) Uh, Cayuse named Tilkinakes let his horses loose on Marcus's cornfield. Oh, take that! Actually, <laughs> horses love that shit. Mm-hmm. So Marcus protested, and Tilkinakes asked him what he paid for his field. And Marcus said, well, nothing. Then shut and the you, fuck up, bitch. And you'll get nothing. <laughs> Burn! <laughs> yes! And then Tilkinakes said uh, one of the few English words that he knew, shame. 
and hit him hard twice in the chest. Oh, that nice. poor that poor guy. He doesn't even know that Americans don't have shame. Yeah. <laughs> uh, days later, the Cayuses broke into Whitman's house, broke windows, and smashed the door. And a Cayuse grabbed Marcus and tore his clothes and hit him in the mouth. Whoa. So this is a good indication of probably it's time to leave. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think but no, no, they don't. They just don't know any better. Just, just wait. They'll, they'll love us once. It's funny when you hear the shorthand version of the story because it's like, holy shit! I mean, that's, that's, a that's, of, that's a bit of an overreaction, right? But it's like, look, bro, we fucking gave you yeah. every single fucking yeah, yeah. chance to get out of here. Yeah. God damn it. So Chief Tillicate uh, came up to Whitman and tugged on his ears, meaning you, you, you better you, fucking you listen. listen. <laughs> <laughs> then he grabbed his hat and threw it in the mud. <laughs> oh, no, not that. <laughs> so Marcus put on his hat because he was turning the other cheek. Uh, Tillicate uh, repeated this three times. I mean, there's your fucking sign, man. Like <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. Cannot take a fucking uh, hint. Whitman told him that he wouldn't pay for the land and he would keep building more stuff. Oh, that would just double down. Uh, the interpreter there suggested that he give him some gifts to kind of diffuse the situation. Here's some Bibles. Uh, Whitman refused him and said he wouldn't give him a single awl or pin. Ooh. I'm giving you this tiniest <laughs> thing I can think of. Whitman blamed the Cayuse's agitation on the Catholic priests that were visiting. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is the Pope's doing. Mm-hmm. God damn it. Friggin' papists. <laughs> Uh, the priests were a little more successful in converting Indians because they would live and travel with them and they would baptize anybody. The Protestant missionaries wanted proof that the convert was serious before they would baptize you. So oh, in the wow. 11 years that the Whitmans were there, they didn't baptize a single Indian. So the priests, priests were brought there by the HBC, uh, basically because a lot of their guys are French, even though they didn't agree with, uh, being French at the time. <laughs> Uh, of course, this is before 1846, because um, basically that was England versus America over the Northwest, too. Right. And, of course, Whitman is still fighting with Spalding. Gray also said that he would leave if he didn't get a mission, too. Gray can fuck off. <laughs> oh, you want a mission. Uh-huh. <laughs> so Whitman said that either Spalding or he would have to go. <laughs> In I'm 1842, for the mission board told Spalding to come home and told Whitman to close his mission and go to Spokane. Asa Smith claimed Spalding was insane. Well, <laughs> the Asa Smith. I don't. I don't know about insane, but after the picture we saw last week, there's oh, yeah. definitely something mm-hmm. going on. Yeah. So this is when Whitman gets his letter saying you need to leave the mission to Spokane, and then he goes to back east to try to change your minds. Yeah. He left October third, eighteen forty-two. He went with Asa Lovejoy. A lot of aces. Yep. He was a lawyer from Boston and an Indian guide. What? That's a diverse portfolio. Mm-hmm. So three guys go back and a dog named Trapper. No. Wasn't Lovejoy the fucking priest from The Simpsons? Yep. Yep. Damn it! Oh, I seem to have lost my place. So I'll start over. Oh, for the love of uh, women left in such a hurry, you forgot to pack a comb, pencil, or compass. Oh, what's he oh. going to do? <laughs> well, the compass might be a little important. <laughs> Guess you just walk towards the rising sun and yeah. call it a day. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, they made it to Fort Hall in Idaho there, in uh, eastern Idaho. Then they cut south on the Santa Fe Trail to avoid, quote-unquote, Indian troubles. Mm-hmm. You're making <laughs> Indian troubles. <laughs> And, of course, they have to eat the dog at some point. Well, when this they, is a story and when they say, 1800s. And when they say Indian troubles, they probably definitely mean the Blackfeet. 
Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they average 60 miles a day for 150 days, though. Whoa. So they make it back in record time. Holy shit. Is that uh, a tailwind? Doing some Kenyan long-distance runner shit. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. So Narcissa lasts a week at the mission before she gets scared. Could move, move faster because he didn't have a comb weighing him down. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> somebody rattled the window during the night. Ooh, so she spooky. goes to say at Fort Walla Walla. <laughs> I'm going to Walla Walla. <laughs> Then she goes to the Dallas to stay with the Methodists there. So, they, oh. yeah, and they must be really hard up Protestant and Methodist. Well, the Dallas so she have stayed a lot away from the mission for a year. <laughs> That's just, yeah, is that what they call it now? <laughs> Crystal Methodist? Meth Church. <laughs> uh, so the Cayuse kind of gossip about the reason why Whitman leaves. They were worried he was getting the army to come take their lands. Well, you know, they. Which didn't happen until 10 years later. Well, but, I know, but I mean, they're. They're, they got some shit figured out. Like, uh, Not Joe Lewis, but another Delaware Indian from the HBC told them uh, what happened to their land back east way back when. Yeah. It's like, yeah, they did take it. <laughs> <laughs> so Whitman gets back to Boston. Uh, he was talk. Uh, he got a talking to for abandoning his post. That's what I meant to say. Whitman urged them to continue because if they didn't have the mission there, the quote-unquote papists or the Catholics would take over. Yeah, and that's a fate worse than anything. For your- <laughs> so do they think that the Catholics go to hell? I th- well, they worship. I think there's still a degree of that in some of the split between Catholicism and... Yeah, because you don't worship or you, you don't follow the orders of the president, you follow the orders of the Pope. Yeah, well, that and also, like, uh, they I know there's some groups that have issue with, like, um, like quote-unquote Virgin Mary stuff, too. Oh. Like, because in Catholicism, there's prayers to the Virgin Mary, and I don't think there is in Protestantism or something. I don't know. It's I all stupid. Learned, remember, it's all, yeah, it's it's all, all bullshit. bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> My made-up bullshit is more real yeah, than yeah. your made-up bullshit. It's a big game of D&D with like, real-life human consequences. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So he convinces the uh, missionary board to let him to stay, even though they're deep in debt. He also convinces them to have some uh, lay people mm-hmm. take over the farming so he can run stuff. Even though he's not interested in not no, much money anymore, he's, he's full on Jim Jonesing at this fucking point. Yep. Whitman also meets with the Secretary Ward when he ba- when he's back east. I bet you he kisses his ass pretty fucking deeply. Uh, he's just lines a fort for the New Oregon Trail there, and envisioned a Pony Express for mail service. Mm. So he's a little ahead of his time. He also talked to Horace Greeley because we got to mention him because this oh, is yeah. 1800s. Horace Greeley calls Whitman uh, a man fitted to be a chief in the rearing of moral empire among the wild men of the wilderness. Oh, fuck (laughs) off. Is that a book title? (laughs) Yep. Uh, He also takes along his 13-year-old nephew back to Oregon, whose mother had just died. Not his sister, but his brother. His Hmm? his sister brother? Yep. It was his uh, brother's son. Okay. Oh, I get it. Okay, yeah. So his brother's wife had died. Yep. Okay. So women. So, so his sister-in-law. Yes. There we go. That's the word. That, that's a word. His nephew's mom. <laughs> so uh, Whitman goes back uh, with the first wagon train, and he convinces them that they could take wagons all the way into Oregon. Mm-hmm. First time they did that. Uh, they arrive at the mission in uh, Walla Walla there in 1843. The Cayuse were kind of stunned to see a whole, whole bunch of people waiting for them. God damn it anyway. <laughs> even though most of them kind of continued on to the Willamette. In 1840, there was only 13 people coming over the Oregon Trail. Between 1843 and 47, nearly 10,000 settlers came through. 
And those are the ones that made it. Mm-hmm. Um, after that, there was a more direct route to the Willamette Valley that kind of cut off the mission there. Uh, but still quite a few people stopped and rest there. So whatever missionary work the Whitmans were doing were totally abandoned to help the settlers, and more buildings were built and more fields plowed. Cayuse leaders warned Marcus that he was, quote-unquote, violating his lease. Yeah. Which they never signed. <laughs> so Robert Newell and Joe Meek took the first wagons over in 1840. It was the first ones driven over the Blue Mountains. But later, Whitman takes credit for making the road. The only way he knows how. That's just a little bit old. Eighteen forty one, Lewis Lynn proposed a bill in Congress granting a free land grant in Oregon. It didn't pass, but it raised hope that it would pass get something passed someday. Some more people come in. Yeah, I, lo- I fucking love they're just making laws like, oh, yeah, see that land those people already live on? Yeah. It's free. You can have it. Yeah, yeah. Build something there. Otherwise, you're not using it unless you exploit yes, it to yes, the 10th degree. How the West was fucked will be right back. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Come one, come all to witness Ringgold's flying artilleries. Watch them go up. Watch them come down. Watch a man's body turn into a beast. Stick around after the show to play Dodge the Cannonball and everybody's favorite event, the Mule Cannon Mud Bog. See these jackasses pull a cannon a quarter mile through the muck and the mire. Betting begins at 7 o'clock. Kids and elderly not allowed after 8 p.m. Ten cents for the whole seat, but you'll only need the edge. Uh, 1844, that's when the Sagers came out to Oregon, when bar- both parents are dieting. Dieting? Dieting. Leaving seven orphans with the wagon train there. I didn't know you had a father. I thought we are all orphans. They drop them off on the Whitmans. Oh, okay, dying. I thought, I wasn't sure if you mispronouncing dying or mispronouncing dating. Oh, I thought you meant dieting. Like, straight <laughs> up. I was like, I didn't know that was a thing you did back then. <laughs> Lemon that, juice and cayenne pepper. They call that pepper. starving, usually. <laughs> so, You're doing uh, a cleanse by not eating anything but bilious pills. <laughs> so, Marcus just wants the boys, but not the girls. And especially not the baby, because she would can't work in the boys, I wonder. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Narcissa Fuck, wanted the girls, and eventually they agreed to take them all. Catch them all. Mm-hmm. But the seven orphans became the focus of Narcissa's life, uh, being closer to them. Because she has uh, seven rugrats running around. Yeah, it's going to be some focusing. And, yeah. after, and especially after she lost her little girl. Oh, to she's, the, the one yeah. that, she's the one that had the, the two-year-old drown? Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, she liked them more than the mixed-race children that she had there. Fuck. Uh, Meek and Bridger's kids. Uh, racism. <laughs> Shocking. Yeah. So the children had fun growing up there because all their time was taken up by religious instruction. Oh, that's a, <laughs> God, God damn it. Oh, facetiousness. <laughs> and they were denied sweets and Christmas. Oh, what the fuck? No Christmas. What the? F- the war on Christmas started all the way back yeah, in the 1840s. By religious people. Oh, motherfuckers. Take that shit, Bill O'Reilly. <laughs> fuck. Uh, a year in, 12-year-old Francis ran away to the Dalles. Yeah. 
where the Methodists are. Yeah, the Crystal Methodists. Uh, he was later coaxed back when Marcus said he could have his own cattle. Come here, boy. Come here. You I want your cattle? Got, got some black, black licorice in my pocket. Got some longhorns. <laughs> Actually, they wouldn't have been longhorns yeah. about that time. They'd probably been shorthorns. You want to slaughter some beeves? <laughs> slaughter some beeves. Uh, they hire a teacher for the mission there for the 26 children that they have there now, but not the Cayuse children. No. No. Nope. Why, why have a mission when you do no missionary work other than <laughs> force people to plow and shit? So Marcus thought it would be a better idea if they were edu- educated away from their families and strip them of their Indianness. Oh, shit. Oh, he's he a, is a cult leader. Well, he's also like, well, he's like on one to of the, the first Indian we schools. Haven't even, well, I was going to say, we haven't even done the horrific Indian schools, but he's Oof. an innovator here. Fucking dickhead. Yep. So the mission becomes more of, the store, more of a store, selling stuff at inflated prices. <laughs> oh my soul! Wow, it's like we're gonna we're gonna worship Jesus. Here's, uh, here's fuck some, it, capitalism. Here, here's some Jesus script. <laughs> <laughs> so Whitman was nice enough to extend credit, but he expected payment once the settlers got settled in the Willamette Valley. He put out the ads in the first paper ever printed in Oregon, in Oregon City. It said, "Quote: All persons indebted to Marcus Whitman must settle their debts within three months or face legal action." Okay, this is when you just Holy build a posse, shit. like as a normal, as like a let's call it, uh, colonizer or whatever. This is where you make a deal with the Cayuse. Is like, hey, should we just take this guy out? Yeah, like just let's just do it, man. Holy this fuck. is fucked. So a road was built in 1844, but it was 30 miles south of the mission. Why well, just like I won't pay my I won't pay my rent, but you got to pay your tab. Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> fucking. So Whitman would uh, take goods to sell there on the trail. Uh, sales popcorn, weren't great. Get your popcorn. But he also recruited people to come to the mission and settle there instead of the Willamette Valley when where stuff grows. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> where it's not what you say, eighteen inches. Eighteen of inches rain. of rain. Yep. Which is still, I think, more than we got in North Dakota, really. Yeah. But uh, he wanted a huge settlement there to compete with Oregon City. Mm-hmm. This is like echoes of fucking... It's uh, city dick measuring contest. Yeah, yeah. But also he's like, nope, I stand my ground here in the fucking desert. Yeah, yeah. It's, <laughs> like, it's some... Well, at least, but see, at least like Brigham Young, like they pretty much had gotten chased out of everywhere else when mm-hmm. they're like, fuck it, Salt Lake City or Salt Lake River Valley. Yeah. Fuck, or Salt Lake River Valley. Then yep, no. Salt Lake River Valley. Mountain. <laughs> Wasatch Front. Everything's on fire. This is this is fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, Marcus still held ser- services every Sunday, but hardly any Cayuse came to him. Well, I wonder why. Mm-hmm. 1844, Whitman was accused by the Cayuse for all the deaths. Uh, one was Washita Takamahi, headman of the Mountain Cayuse tribes. 1845, he came close to blows with Tomahas, the subchief of Tilakuit's band. Whitman wanted payment for grinding corn at the mission mill, and Tomahas said it should be free yeah, because you're says, fucking squatting on our land. And because we're the ones growing the fucking corn and, you know. The tribes are also pissed off that uh, the Walla Walla, their chief, P.O.P.O. Uh, Pio Mox Mox. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's awesome. Yep. Uh, his son went to California to trade for some horsies, and he was murdered by a whitey. Also, his son was trained at the Methodist school at the Dalles. Trained uh, how to what? Like Methodist. Kar- karate or? Yeah, he was going to be a, a preacher. Oh, okay. Uh, and the tribes wondered why the white men in California was never punished for the crime. Yeah. You know, the uh, Whitman keeps telling them, he's like, you're going to notice a pattern. Yep. Yeah. 
Uh, 4,000 settlers came to Oregon in 1847, and they bring along measles. Yay! <laughs> I'm just imagining, like, a fucking clown named yeah, measles. measles. <laughs> hey, buddy! <laughs> honk, honk. <laughs> oh, you want to pick my scabs? <laughs> Just polka dot scat like polka dot measles all over. So by December of that year, 197 cayuses had died from measles. That's about a third of their population. I can see you getting a little upset. Yeah, that's gonna leave some upset people. Uh, one little white girl did die though. Uh, the daughter of one of the carpenters. So Narcissa invited the Cayuse to look at the body to prove that Whitey could die from it too. Behold, <laughs> the dead a, dead, a, girl. De- a dead child. <laughs> The fucking natives are like, what the fuck? Why? Why are we here? (laughs) People are crazy. (laughs) Call the police. Well, also, see this child that died of measles? Get as close as you can. (laughs) Feel free to touch the body and then, you know, lick your fingers. Like This is my clown friend. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, but the Cayuse still think that the Whitmans are trying to poison them. Mm -hmm. Uh, Joe Lewis, again, was the, the Delaware guy. Uh, he was hired earlier in 1847, but Marcus fired him for being lazy. Okay. So for weeks afterwards, though, Joe Lewis just kind of hangs around the Cayuse, spreading rumors <laughs> about poisoning people. <laughs> oh, no. And Fucking he cautioned if man. they didn't kill the Whitman soon that they would all be dead. Well, I mean, maybe not. Because, yeah, like I said, the, this is where the conspiracy theory shit kicks off, where I kind of... Kind of lose the thread with the Cayuse. I'm still yeah, pretty, well, pretty at, sympathetic, but like... Well, I, I think, so it started out just like, oh, there was some miscommunication, and yeah. they got pissed off. But, but then at, this like, guy's just being more a... more shit going yeah, on. Yeah, this guy's just been the, being a fucking awful prick this entire time. Yeah, and Delusions yeah. of grandeur and... Totally. And like, yeah, and they, they've, again, they've given him ample fucking yeah. notice. Like, look, dude, you better get the fuck yeah, out of here. I like to grabbing him by the ears and yeah. throwing his hat in the mud. Listen, listen, throw your hat not in the mud. Not once, not twice, but three times. Oh, it gets even worse. Oh, fuck. Well, yeah, we've established it. He gets tomahawked in the fucking head. So. Oh, that too. But even even the night before he gets born. No. Uh, not all the Cayuse were convinced, though. None of the Umatilla band of the further south supported it. Tilo Kate only agreed to the attack after young men pressured him into doing it. Uh-oh, peer pressure. Mm-hmm. Or, I guess not peers, whatever. Uh, November 27th, uh, Marcus was called to Tio Tao's village, 20 miles away, to look in on sick people there. Because it's been working so well for everyone else. Uh, Spalding is there. He goes with, but he stays at the village for the night because he earlier had fallen off a horse and didn't feel like riding back at at night. Uh, At the village, Whitman was warned that the Cayuse were planning on killing him. Mm. Nah, that's bullshit. (laughs) Jesus will make sure I survive. Yeah, no shit. (laughs) After everything I've done for them. (laughs) So Marcus gets back home around midnight. Uh, one of the Sager girls overheard Marcus tell Narcissa, Hey, we're about to be killed. Yep. Uh, and the next morning, Narcissa was still upset and didn't come down for breakfast because she's in her room crying. Listening to the Smiths again. Perhaps would have been preparing to leave and loading a rifle, but, yeah. you know. No, that's too much work. Uh, that morning, Marcus helped to bury another Indian child who died from the measles. He wondered why only a few Indians turned up for the funeral. Because they were loading rifles and <laughs> sharpening, <laughs> sharpening knives. <laughs> but they at least let him have lunch. And after that, oh. that's when the two Indians forced their way into the kitchen and asked for medicine. And when Marcus turned to get it, he was hit in the head with a hatchet. 17-year-old John Sager was shot and then has had his throat sliced. 
Witnesses reported that the two Indians were Tillukate and Tomahas. Outside, about 12 Cayuse dropped their blankets uh, that hid their guns and opened up fire. Surprise! And by the end of the day, nine whiteys were dead. Right. Three American men did manage to escape the mission. We talked about that before. Mm-hmm. Uh, Peter Hall, a carpenter, staggered in half naked and covered in blood. That's Whoa. the way you want to do it. He's in a he's in like an avant-garde metal band, right? Mm-hmm. Right. He stumbles into so, Fort Wall. Ajax in uh, yeah. <laughs> Glass Gasp. Glass Gasp. <laughs> So he goes to Fort Walla Walla, tells everybody there, and then he's either too afraid or they don't let him stay at the fort. I'm not afraid. <laughs> Crosses the Columbia and never was seen again. Uh, two days later, Josiah Osborne came in carrying his three-year-old son, begging for help. He had hit out with his family till night when they made it out, but he hid the rest of his family along the way when they're too weak to go the 20 miles. Like a mother raccoon or something? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Stuff's been a hollow log. Yeah. Or- just now picturing him carrying his child in by the scruff of his neck in his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> so, and uh, William Canefield goes to Lapwai to tell the people there, too, in Idaho. Uh, Father Brulette, uh, offer arrived the next day at the Cayuse Village, uh, then went to the mission after he heard about what happened. That's pretty bold, actually. You know, he's like, oh, let me go check this out. But also, he knows he has better relations than mm-hmm. dickhead cult leader. Yeah. So one of the hired hands still there, a French-Canadian. He was spared because he was French-Canadian. Yeah. Uh, he was digging a mass grave. Uh, oh, that must have been laborious. Mm-hmm. Brulette uh, did what he could and left. He didn't really want to stick around, and if he helped too much, he might have been killed. So right. you never know. Two of Whitman's kid, uh, kids died after the attack, Hannah Sager and Helen Meek of measles. Uh, the Cayuse held 45 captives there for a month. And then the three Cayos headmen took young white ladies as right. wives, which they might have been better off if you're just taken in and not passed around. But. Yeah, I guess. So the Cayos kind of meet up and uh, plan on what to do with the Catholic priests. Uh, they told the priest to relay a message. He, they told the Americans not to go to war. They killed uh, P.O. P.O. Mox Mox's son. So now we're even. Everything's yeah. cool. Something tells me we're not. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so even though Oregon's part of the United States by now, uh, at least for less than a year, um, Peter Skeen Ogden goes to negotiate because the HBC is basically the only government around yeah. there. Now um, all restaurants are Taco Bell. Uh, he offered goods in exchange for the hostages, and they released the first day of the new year, 1848. Governor George Abernathy called for a militia to avenge the massacre right away. But it takes about 10 years for that to get going. Because everyone was drunk. That's usually... Actually, yeah, actually, probably not. Because usually when everybody's drunk, then you can raise a militia pretty easily. But then they also only get as far as the bar. <laughs> and then... <laughs> but they, they do get a militia of about 175 men to, to go. They attack without warning and gathering of Walla Walls and Cayuses 20 miles away from the mission. Oh, this is uh, in 1850s. Never mind. They killed uh, 60 men, women, and children. Oh, that's... And, of course, this is uh, called a battle because Whitey did all the killing. Yes. Yep. Yeah. And also notice the 
totally proportional numbers. Yeah. Bravely slaughtered over yeah. 200 children. <laughs> yeah. But back in 1848, the papers printed fantastic stories about the Cayuses. They have levitation and shoot lasers out of their eyes. And they're all centaurs. And the legislator, which is probably only three people in a cabin with no windows, they authorized a bill authorizing the militia. Basically, it just gave open season to kill Indian Indian that you saw. Cornelius Gilliam was put in charge. He was bad-tempered and not bright. All right. Perfect, perfect job. <laughs> Amen, fucking Bundy. Fucking, oh, Jesus, yeah. But uh, he had fought in the Black Hawk and Seminole War, so he had some experience. Salty. Killing people. Actually, a lot like, uh, what's his fuck, too? Uh, uh, Andrew Jackson or, um, oh, what's the guy from the Mexican-American War that ended up being president that was all old and crusty and just... Oh, Winfield Scott? Uh, was he never? He was never president. No, there's the other president. Uh, yeah, Tyler. Yeah, Tyler. I think. Yeah. Wow. Holy shit! I actually retained some stuff. Wow. So militia leaves uh, January for the Walla Walla Valley. The men were paid a dollar fifty a day. Oh okay. wow! Per diem. But the government at the time didn't have the power to raise taxes. So oh, they go to the HBC. Libertarian utopia. Say, isn't that like one of the main functions of government? <laughs> in levy um, taxes? Yeah, okay. if you're a liberal cuck. <laughs> so they go to the HBC and ask for $100,000. And some teacups and 2,000 rifles. They decline because they're still trading with the Indians. Yeah. <laughs> See, we don't have any problem with the people you're about to slaughter. In fact, uh, we like them to be around so we can trade with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they do get a personal loan for $1,000. And raise another 4000 among all the settlers there, which is enough for a few months. Just fucking passing the hat around? Or do they do like a raffle? Uh, probably a raffle. <laughs> but with uh, not a lot of food or supplies, their enthusiasm kind of wanes after a while, after they don't get to kill a bunch of people. Gilliam only finds deserted villages, though, uh, at the Deschutes in Columbia, which is still a good 100 miles away. They find a, a group of Taninos, Leo, and Thai Valley Indians and attack them. Of course, they didn't have anything to do with the mission. No. Didn't oh, know shit Every time, happened. every fucking time, they're just like, we got to kill them Indians, fucking blah, blah, blah. And then they're just like, oh, look, there's some there. Yeah, I don't care well, who they are, where they're from. How many, how many, gone. how many Sikhs have been beat up since 9-11? Yeah, 9/11, no shit. Like, you know. Yeah. Or even fucking uh, when, you know, the plague kicked off and like, People are just walking down the street like, oh, an Asian person, pop, 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 like fucking beating them up. So Gilliam claims he killed 20 to 30 warriors, which is probably two. Yeah, and they were probably eight-year-olds. But uh, basically they just robbed the place just to fund their expedition and keep going. That's how you do. (laughs) So the Cayuse hear about this attack, and they go back to the mission and burn whatever was left. But actually uh, the governor Abernathy sends a peace commission of three people. Oh, that's going to work out well. (laughs) I'm 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 getting some. Uh, what was uh, Modoc? Uh, was that Sibley? Uh, Meacham. Oh or, no, no. Uh, uh, Canby. Canby. There we go. Canby is the one who gets killed, but Meacham is the one they make fun of. Right. And he survives and comes into a few of our other stories too. Mm-hmm. But they went to convince the Cayuse to turn over the guilty parties to avoid an all-out war. And of course, Gilliam doesn't like them though. I'm now just picturing Terry Gilliam style animation for this one I, guy. That's all I can imagine in my head every time it says Gilliam. So Baron von Munchausen shows up. When the militia slash peace commission shows up. Uh, peace they, militia. 
<laughs> Steven Seagal's peace <laughs> Oh, fuck off. Oh, shit. You do know how to whistle, don't you? Mm-hmm. So they get there and they see that the wolves had dug up a lot of the bodies. That's what wolves seem to be good for. Yep. Yeah, in fact, the last five stories we've done. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> What was the the Yukon where they were just run the dogs were running off with like baby dead babies corpses? And shit? <laughs> someone claimed to have some narcissus hair, which would become a theme later because like what are they gonna fucking clone 18, her? Eighteen hundred people would have her hair. <laughs> what? <laughs> okay, she Rapunzel. Mm-hmm. Uh, March seventh, eighteen forty eight, a meeting was held. It was mostly nest purse though, but a few cayuses did show up. Chief Joseph's father, old Joseph, spoke at the meeting. And the Peace Commission goes back with nothing much accomplished, though. Gilliam wasn't satisfied. He heard that Tilo Kate and his band went uh, fleeing north into the Palouse. So he goes out after him. Uh, March 14th, they found and seized several hundred horses and cattle at the mouth of the Toucanon River. After a few hours, they were unattacked by a bigger Indian force, about 400 Did people. you say unattacked? They were under attack. Under attack. Oh, under attack. <laughs> unattacked. At first they were unattacked <laughs> yeah. and then became attacked. <laughs> Funny how that happens. But these were Palouse Indians and had nothing to do with anything, but they were stealing their shit. Yeah. So the Oregon volunteers let go of the animals and go back to the mission. So basically they go back to the Dells. Uh, while en route, uh, Gilliam knocked over a loaded shotgun and shot and killed himself. <laughs> His fucking dying words were, oops. Uh, James Water took over. And uh, they uh, lead some men into Nez Perce territory, finding no Cayuse there. They go back. But they do shoot uh, three Nez Perce when they objected to the militia stealing all their horses. What? What? Welcome to our home. I'm going to steal all your <laughs> shit. Please don't. Pop, 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 pop. God, sir, we're a bunch I'm, of dicks. Sir, I must protest. <laughs> so while all this is happening, Joe Meek is going back to D.C. to convince him to send in the army. He held the Cayuse responsible for the death of his daughter, even though it was measles. He left in January fucking 1848. Clown, fucking Wuhan flu. Look at <laughs> oh, Cayuse Jesus flu. Christ. But he makes it all the way back to D.C. in three months, which is record time. Well, it's Joe Meek. He's a fucking... Yeah, he not, left... It's not his first fucking rodeo. No, he, he strapped onto an eagle and flew for half of it. <laughs> so he meets with new president, James K. Polk, who is married to Meek's cousin. Mm, so they knew yep, each other. Yep, oh, that's baptism. Uh, they were trying to make Oregon an official territory for the last two years because they're still debating if they should let slavery be legal. But then they decided on... Uh, only white people are allowed in this state, yeah. so you can't have slaves. Mm-hmm. They're not even allowed. No, the spoiler alert! Remember, there is the one guy that was. Oh yeah, yeah, one, one. <laughs> Fuck. So this is Oregon, huh? Tolerant Oregon. So it finally became territory in August. A new governor was named Joseph Lane. Uh, Meek got to be the first United States Marshal. That's right. Uh, March 1849, Lane started talking to the tribal leaders for the surrender of the people responsible for the mission attack. That fall, 631 soldiers came to Oregon from Fort Leavenworth. Ooh. About 20% deserted for the gold fields. That's about right. Yep. For two years, Tilo Cates and the Cayuse hid out in the Blue Mountains. They were suffering from disease and hunger. 
Finally, five Cayuses turned themselves in, including Tillocate. May 13, 1850, a trial was held in Oregon City. That was one of the territory's first trials. Joe Meek was jailer, bailiff, and eventual executioner. Oregon City had about 700 people at the time. That was the biggest city. And, of course, that's the official end of the Oregon Trail, and now it's right next to a golf driving range that used to be a landfill, <laughs> if you want to visit that. Sweet. Yep. Most most golf courses should be landfills, but you Basically, know, that's just my two cents. All the same thing. Uh, of course, they had no courthouse, so it was held at a bar. <laughs> of course. God damn it. I love it. Uh, John McLaughlin, the former head of the HBC, uh, now he's living in Oregon there. They didn't really treat him nicely yet when he became American. Uh, he did testify and he warned Whitman about the Cayuse law of killing a healer who didn't heal. But it took the jury less than two hours to come back with a guilty verdict. Uh, appeals were denied, because why would you? And of course, probably they didn't have a... I think they did have a translator, but it was like three or four stages. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it had to go from like native to Spanish to well, French yeah, yeah. to English? Yeah, go from Chinook jargon to... Yeah. Yeah. So they were to be hanged June 3rd, 1850. Teal Kate uh, begged to be shot like a man instead of hanged like a dog. Uh, three. They, was hanging dogs a thing? Yeah. <laughs> okay. You ever see that uh, Hulk Hogan movie where the guy throws a dog in, in, the, the, in the water? In the water. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I've showed you that, right? It's uh, not Mr. Nanny. It's the, no, it is. Yeah, but he's like riding his motorcycle on the waterfront. And there's literally like, it, I'll show it to you in, it, like later. But like, if it was an accident, it's fucked up. If it was like scripted, also pretty fucked up. I remember. I've yeah, seen he's that. riding his motorcycle. And like just partway through the, the little fucking montage, there's a guy in the background standing next to a lake. And he just throws a fucking black lab in the, in the throws him in the lake, like hucks him. Yeah. You know, five feet out. It's like, what the fuck? It was later reenacted in the movie Anchorman where Jack Black punts Baxter in the river. <laughs> Boy, that escalated quickly. I mean, that really got out of hand fast. It jumped up a notch. It did, didn't it? Yeah, I stabbed a man in the heart. So three of the guys die right away, but of course two others struggle for 15 minutes because this is a 1800s execution. Yeah. By 1850, 8,000 whiteys lived in Oregon. Well, didn't, wasn't there some shit where, like, uh, I think it was Tillicade said, like, you know, why did you turn yourself in? It was like, well, it, basically these assholes were trying to tell us about the Jesus doing that for the people. Oh, I'm trying yeah, to do that yeah. for my people. Yeah. So he did learn some. Oh, I see. He's like, I'll go sacrifice myself yeah. to get all my, you know, Unfor- homies un- unfor- Unfortunately for Tillicade and his people, like, the, the retributive bloodlust of... Western expansion cannot be quelled by that type. selfless selfless acts. Mm-hmm. Of course, that didn't work. Uh, 1850, a bill was passed giving away 640 acres in Oregon. There, whoever wants it. Anson Dart was an Indian agent in Oregon. Mm. Uh, oh, he, I remember this guy's name. What's his? It's, no, you're thinking Isom Dart, who's oh, different. That's what, oh, okay. yeah. that's Isom cool, Dart so. was uh, what was his other name? The guy, he's the guy that can shoot the heads off prairie chickens. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, Isom Dart, he was like the, in the, yeah, yeah, what was his real name? Anyways, I remember that. Mm. Didn't he get killed by, uh, what's his name? Uh, Tom Horn. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Now we're talking about the right Horny for death, Tom Horn. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, He was the Indian agent. He said they should buy up all the Cayuse and Walla Walla lands, and he underreported their numbers and claimed they're almost extinct, which was not true. 
Is Donald Trump talking about his fucking real estate project? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so in 1853, Washington Territory was carved off Oregon there. Isaac Stevens was the first governor, and he was all into that manifest destiny thing. So June 1855, Stevens and the Indian agent now Joel Palmer met with the Cayuse, Umatilla, and Walla Walla and Nez Perce and Yakimas at the future site of Whitman College there in Walla Walla. Finally, the tribes agreed to give uh, the United States 6.4 million acres. In return for? Uh, not much. <laughs> Fuck. They would live on 510,000 acres, which got reduced to about half. Oh, to say, they, they agreed to it. not much, and then they probably got significantly less than not much. <laughs> uh, they were promised $150,000, but they still got the right to hunt in their, all their old places. I'm sure that still holds up today. It was finally ratified in 1859. That's what uh, Billy Frank was doing back in the 60s. Uh-huh. It was trying to, you know, stick with all these agreements. Yeah. Hey, remember this fucking treaty, assholes? Nope, never heard L- of it. Luckily, there's a lot more of that actually uh, going on today in a lot of cases. And so after a couple hundred years, uh, <laughs> you know. So the reservations in Washington shrunk to 245,000 acres when they actually surveyed them. Uh, surveyed them, huh? Surveyed them. <laughs> Surveyor man. So uh, back in the 1923, President Warren G. Harding, which was one of our shittier presidents, mm-hmm. he said, I like the story of Whitman, even if it isn't true. <laughs> oh, wow. He did this at a stop at Meacham, Oregon. Oh, fucking hell. So the Whitmans kind of became martyred heroes. Narcissa became beautiful, even though she was probably the least severe looking like that one guy. <laughs> yeah. Is that gray? No, yeah. that's uh, Spalding. Oh, Spalding, Spalding, yeah. Yeah. Spalding gray. Down to Caron Beach. It was fantastic. Ivan passed me a tie stick. I took a few tokes. I didn't care if my kundalini got loose on the beach and went wild. Even ran away and never wanted to see it again. A little mild paranoia came over me. Where to hide my money this time? I began to dig holes in the sand. Then I thought, no, under the rubber mat in the truck. And I thought, you know, Spalding, thinking this much about putting uh, hiding your money is putting out waves the ties can read. Let them have it. Leave it on the beach where anyone can take it. By now, Ivan is out in the high waves going... Spalding, man, you don't know what it is to be a man yet, man, until you get out of the big waves, man. And I thought, I'm going to be a man today if it kills me. And I'm starting out a little further and a little further, and I'm seeing hallucinations of gray sharks all around me. And every time I think of a shark biting me, I feel all the anxiety come together in my stomach and go out the top of my head in a great gray arrow that lands on my money. And every time I think of being bitten by a shark, I think of my money being stolen, and suddenly I have no fear. And I'm getting further and further out in that ocean, and further and further out, until I'm further out in that ocean than I've ever been in any ocean in my life. I am beyond Ivan even. I can tell I'm further out because of the view of the shore. I've never had a view like that before. And suddenly there is no fear because there is no body to bite. There are no more outlines. There's no means. There's this great body temperature Indian Ocean. This great warm Indian Ocean with this smiling bobbing pumpkin head perceiver on top. And up the ocean goes and up the perceiver goes. And down the ocean goes and down the perceiver goes. And wall of water comes up around the perceiver and the perceiver looks both waves. It could be in the middle of the Indian Ocean, no land in sight. And wall of water goes down and lifts the perceiver and the perceiver looks down a great bank of water. Far below, John Swain and Judy Arthur, body surfing like an Hawaiian travel poster. And wall of water lifts the perceiver and suddenly a human voice wakes it and brings it back in time. It's Ivan calling Spaulding Mon, come back! 
come back. I haven't tested those waters yet. And boom, ah, I'm back in time. I'm back in fear. And I, I'm swimming into Ivan water pouring through my nose saying it was fantastic, Ivan. I mean, it was a perfect moment. It was fantastic. And he says, Paulding, I have to go out and test those waters. Now he swims out to where I was and he comes back with water pouring through his nose going, Spaulding, Spaulding. I almost drowned, man. I came this close to drowning. Now I know the experience of drowning, man. And I thought, oh, shit. Now I'm going to have to go out and almost drown. I'll be damned if I'll be caught in this male competitive trap. I know what Ivan's idea of a perfect moment is. It's death. Uh, 1895, a book called, quote, How Marcus Whitman Saved Oregon was published. Uh, Whitman College was started in 1859. I think that's the first in Washington, isn't it? Or close to it. Know. On the I fifth... went to the Art Institute, so I don't know shit about <laughs> On the 50th anniversary, the college used the Whitman story to drum up more money for the college who was in debt. Like but... come beat a Cayuse pinata or something. Mm -hmm. or... Then they build a memorial on... Uh, they build a memorial at the college and call it the Whitman Shaft. Mm. <laughs> and then they actually move the bodies there. Oh, what? Some of them. Uh, three of the survivors that survived the attack, some of the Sager girls attended that too. 1936, a national monument was started. Uh, like we said, 1953, a statue of Marcus was put up in National Statutory Hall there. <coughs> Statuary. But uh, P.O.P.O. P.O. Mox Mox did get his own statue in Walla Walla. Okay. And then Billy Frank got his own statue that's coming up. In 2018, a 26-year-old missionary went to a remote island in the Indian Ocean to oh, save, yeah. save the souls of the islanders there that were still primitive. Uh, well, but, not just that, basically uncontacted. Mm -hmm. Like, every time people would, like, fly or drive a boat near, they come, like, literally huck spears and shit. Cool. Yep. He was uh, shot and killed by an arrow. Guess where he was from? Walla Walla. Vancouver, Washington. Vancouver, Washington. <laughs> he had enough meth in his fucking body to like kill a small elephant. No, it's like it's one of those things. Like I think basically didn't he was told not to go. Well, it's a illegal to go to that island because yeah. they're. And then uh, he went anyway. Was told they're gonna kill you, and he brought like what Bibles and mm -hmm. that's about it. And oh yeah, it was immediately killed. Good, <laughs> <laughs> but at least uh, Whitman College is trying to get rid of some of the Whitman. Yeah. Not change their name, but try to get rid of some of their paintings and right. they get vandalized from time to time. Yeah. Rightly so. Rightly but, so. But, you know, yeah, like uh, going back to our recently discovered Apple reviews, you know. Where oh, yeah. We got our second, uh, what was it? Yeah, find it, Tony. I yeah, think I, all the positive reviews are from people we know, but. Maybe. The one, one person that didn't like us. Oh, where is it? Yeah, yeah. So I, I, uh, I went on like Apple Podcasts because I think it's the only platform that we have where people can actually leave reviews and shit. And uh, we got a, a one star review that said, "Could be an awesome show." Dot dot dot. But uh, could be so much better. But I came for history, not to listen to a bunch of left wing political opinions. <laughs> <laughs> Tried three different shows, and it was all the same. <laughs> uh huh. So their left wing political opinions are yeah. like. Fucking stop trying to press your religion genocide on people and bad. giving them genocide. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> and fucking spreading fucking diseases and backing out of treaties. And, and and you did leave out a lot of the rapes from the from the cowboy porn. 
Right. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, That's uh, what, if, yeah, I wish she would have started with the Mountain Jack Pike episode. Maybe she would have stuck around. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think she just wanted to hear probably how Custer is the baddest ass and is such a national tragedy that fucking... <laughs> That he was fucking yeah. murdered by for for no well, reason. And they want to hear about the brave pioneers that like uh, you know forged westward to tame the untamed uh, wilderness yeah, yeah, and bring civilizations to the savage wilds. And yeah, yeah, we we don't, we don't play that fucking game. No. <laughs> well, we got more. Uh, we'll, we'll do that. Uh, well, we've been promising for three years, but the Battle of Seattle and all the yeah, it, not a lot of big battles, but a lot of little battles around here to to shore up that eighteen fifty. Sell us all your land, or yeah, we'll kill you, or all. we'll fuck you up. Yeah, that's how the Northwest came to be. Also, yay! Now that you sold you sold your land to us, we will not pay you for it. Yes, yeah. Um, you're going to see a pattern of that, yeah. like across the country. Yeah, you know. But anyway, you so, fucking hog. What do you think of that one, Tony? Oh my god, dude! I remember uh, like quickly talking about because yeah, I posted that image of the pit, the whatever the yeah the bl- woodblock print or whatever of a Tio, dude wah, getting wah, chopped or, in the head. But like, yeah, we didn't really get into it, and it's like at first glance, it's like, oh, oh this is fucked. It sucks. It's just a misunderstanding, man. But now it's like, fuck you, dude. Like they they ask you politely to leave. They ask you to listen to them only for like five or six years. Yeah, yeah exactly. Half the time you're it's there. basically almost like if you back people into a corner, they react in violent yeah, ways. Yeah, retaliate. Which now I sound like some kind of three percenter asshole too. You know, like <laughs> but like, yeah, but that they literally were getting fucked by by these ah. people. It's so like, it's just, look, pay us our rent. No. Uh, well, then get the fuck out. No. In fact, I'm going to build more buildings. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, I'll show you. Yeah, like, I mean, what what really did you expect to happen? But it is that hubris of like, oh, what can these savages ever possibly do to us? Right. We'll be protected by the USA and Jesus. Yeah. It's like, well. I'm rich and white. Uh, nothing bad can happen to me. Yeah. Oh. Uh, well, thanks for left wing that. Yep. <laughs> Uh, super duper. Um, yeah, you guys got anything else? Not in particular. Holy shit. I think, uh, no. That's it. Sweet. Well, I'm going to go paint a bunch of beer cans, like, or, or unopened beers, like Easter eggs, and get ready to hide them around the house, uh, next weekend. Cool. Yeah. Wow. I'm going to go pee out some of this delicious Shinerbach we've been drinking. I thought you were supposed to take the, the eggs and put a little, uh, the travel whiskey, oh, the little whiskey. uh like shot or yeah, uh, airplane, airplane bottles, bottles. yeah i, I do that too i like that the, some nugs the, re, the revamp shiner can here like serve cold and often <laughs> drink a lot yeah yeah your life sucks shiner because your life sucks <laughs> rinse and repeat i don't know it tastes like nostalgia to me i drank a metric fuckload of this in texas so Straight from the Rams urethra. Yeah, if you can drink Rams piss, you can drink anything. <laughs> All right. That being said, uh, I think it's time to go out in uh, a hail of P.O.P.O. Moxbox fire. <laughs>